hello and welcome to this episode of Disney Parks and Beyond. I am Nick um, and this is episode number 49 of Disney Parks and Beyond. And just as you finally got used to uh, the name of this podcast, unless you're, of course, Kevin Curtis Allen and he never bothered to remember what the new show title was. Um, But we're about to change again. So um, we will wrap up Disney Parks and beyond with episode 50. Um, That will be the final Disney Parks and Beyond show. And then we will uh, launch a brand new podcast on this feed um, starting in November. Um, That's all I will say for now. Uh, We know what the new show is going to be called. Uh, you might be able to figure out what the new show title is going to be, um, but I'm still going to be here. Uh, whether that's a good or bad thing, that's up to you. Um, all the co-hosts are coming along for the journey as well, um, and it's just going to be a fresh start. Um, but we're still going to be talking about Disney, we'll still be talking about the parks, and of course things outside of the parks, um, but it, it's time for a refresh, hopefully the last refresh. Um but we think it will make sense when when all is revealed. So just wanted to give you a heads up that that is what's coming up in the future. And if you don't already subscribe, please subscribe. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. And when these changes happen, you'll be the first to know. But also, you won't have to worry about how to find these episodes. So please, please subscribe uh, if you don't already. And without further ado, here's this week's episode of Disney Parks and Beyond. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Welcome to Disney Parks and Beyond, a Disney podcast about theme parks and all things Disney from the After Dark Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Disney Parks and Beyond. I'm Nick, and on this episode I'm joined by Craig. Hello. I'm joined by P-Dubs. Good evening. I'm joined... I'm laughing because you're laughing. I'm joined by Mr. D. Well, I think P-Dubs is laughing because Craig sounded so respectable after all the stuff he was I'm talking about laughing. before we hit record. Uh, yeah. There's reasons why we don't hit record before I say I'm going to hit record. And we are joined by all of our listeners' favourite person, as shown by our iTunes reviews, uh, Ryan. Hello. I can't wait to see what the reviews say next. <laughs> That's all right. I don't check the reviews. 
can't be bothered. Don't like the negativity about myself. Um, There's only so much hate that Florida guy can throw it out. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I'll say it. I'll say it publicly on here. I'm trying to get in touch with that Florida guy because there is no reason for beef. Like we're old enough. Stop being silly. Uh, that's my public message. Tall enough him. as well. Well, that well, as well. To be, to be fair, Nick, you're you're vegan, so there's never any reason for beef. Let's not sound vegan because that's oh, not true. true. I just eat. I, I just eat a lot vegan. of vegan stuff. Yeah, save the avocados, I say. So, uh, I mean, there's been a few things that have happened just recently that I suppose would be considered quite big. Covers a lot of stuff. I've even done a little bit of research for this week's show, but only a little bit. So let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Um, But before we start getting into all of that, I suppose we should ask what everybody's drinking. So, Craig, potty mouth Craig, what are you drinking? Um, why my potty mouth? Uh, we'll see what makes the edit. Uh, what are you drinking? Uh, Guinness Draft Zero Zero. Right, you can't be drinking Guinness Draft Zero. I am. I literally right. am. Just, you, you I just said I am. You literally can't be because if it's in a I can... Technically, literally, probably am. If it's in a can, that's not draft, is it? says draft on the can. I don't care. If it's in a can, it's oh. not draft, is it? In a can. says it yeah. on the can. I don't Phone Sinead up and get clarification. She won't know. Uh, P-Dubs She's Irish, so Guinness. She won't know. Uh, to answer your question, I'm just drinking water tonight. I'm boring. Well, no, it's, it's, I mean, thanks for clarifying what which what the thing that we all were saying behind your back. Uh, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, what are you drinking? I'm uh, only slightly less boring. I've got orange and mango squash. That's fruity. That's fruity. Uh, Mr. D, what are you drinking? Sticking with the fruity steep scheme and not boring at all. Went on holiday last week, bought myself a new bottle. So I have a pineapple and grapefruit rum Ooh. with a London essence, grapefruit and rosemary tonic water. Oh, a lot of flavours going on there. Um, fruity though. Three flavours. with the fruity. Three flavours. Yeah. It's a lot more um, than I've got. I've only got one flavour, and, and the same with P-Dubs actually. Um... I've only got one flavour as well, but mine comes in the form of a can of uh, Nature's Seltzer Black Cherry. 80 calories a can. Boom. Um, This is going to be an awkward episode for me because I've only got a little bit of Cherry Pepsi Max left. Um, Which I will finish finish drinking when I finish this, but then I'm out because I forgot to get some from the shops. However... I did get some uh, Pepsi Max Soda Stream version, so you can make your own Pepsi Max at home using a Soda Stream device. Um, I tried it out yesterday, and uh, found out my gas is almost out, so it was quite flat. But it did taste like Pepsi Max, so fair play. I'll give them that. But uh, yeah, All right, cheers. Maybe we should say to the listeners that there is actually enough Cherry Pepsi Max in the country. We just well, don't have enough drivers to get it to the yeah. shops. But don't panic by. Well, It'll be okay. Yeah, we'll I've got see. ginger. 
Pepsi Max in the fridge. No, not a fan. It's all right. Yeah, Baby not Pepsi not. Max is in the garage and scary Pepsi Max is upstairs. Mm. Um, right. So, as I said, there's there's a fair bit of, uh, of news that's gone on. So, let's go and have a look, first of all, at what's going on inside the parks. This podcast is sponsored by the Castle Club Boutique. The Castle Club Boutique is a small Etsy store creating Disney-inspired classic fashion tees plus personalised family trip tees inspired by the Disney parts and your favourite classic Disney films. They also stock accessories, children's wear and most recently home decor. Do you have a family trip or special occasion coming up? Let them help you design a perfect custom tee to mark your event by emailing sales at castleclubboutique.com. They ship free to the UK and also worldwide for a small fee. You can find their store on Etsy or follow on Instagram at the Castle Club Boutique. And if you quote Disney Parks, you'll receive 10% off your order at the checkout. So show the Castle Club Boutique some love and we thank them for supporting this podcast. So does anybody want to go first? I mean... Should we start with the shows? Shall we start with Grumpy Ryan? <laughs> oh, well. well. Right, hang on, hang on. So first of all... He's only I'll... ever grumpy on here. He's never grumpy on Team Park either. That is not true. No. I heard him talk lovingly about her, the, the Burger King in Thorpe Park this week. Thorpe and... Park, I think we gave Thorpe Park a 3 out of 10. And the um, my favourite bit of that episode... I didn't hear you score it, actually, so maybe I missed that, but... Um, I did like your review of the uh, the Walking Dead attraction. That was uh, that was a highlight for me. Is that, that was, um, harsh. was that the old X attraction? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I wasn't well, sure. I mean, I listen, I've listened to theme. I've listened to theme park trader, but I don't know if I'm going to now because we're going to Thought Park again in November. Um, oh, I think you. I think you need to. It's an essential guide to what's there. Okay, and right. Take your swimming trunks. We're going on a. It's one I of think these. The car Halloween. park's better. <laughs> that wasn't a Halloween thing, though, was it, Ryan? Or was it, was it just no, Thought Park, no, no. regular Thought Park? Regular Thought Park with Oktoberfest. Right. Okay. We're going to scary Thought Park. Halloween's meant to be pretty good. Um. So, yeah, I will let you lead on that, Ryan. But, I mean, I think the headline really is not just the fact that there's new shows. It's the fact that, out of the blue, it, it feels like um, Walt Disney World turned 50. I mean, they could have fooled us. <laughs> but the thing is, right? I know that I know they're doing a lot of stuff. Where but was, me and where was that hot new attraction at Magic Kingdom? Oh wait, there wasn't one. <laughs> well, look, me and P Dubs were talking about this on we we were talking about it when we were recording DLP, weren't we last week? Yeah, yeah. And we recorded that the night before, and it suddenly dawned us. Oh crap! Tomorrow's the first of October, which means it's the fiftieth anniversary. I think there's been so much talk about it happening that we didn't realise it was actually just about to happen. Well, I think it, it happened and nobody really cared. Mm, didn't, well, it, I mean, there were a few punch-ups. A, a lot of people there. Yeah. there were, well, it was still wasn't that capacity, like full capacity, though. It got a it, Magic, Kingdom, Magic Kingdom hit capacity. It, mm. it hit capacity with the current numbers. I don't think it hit full like New Year's Eve capacity. At one point, the vloggers were vlogging the vlogs about the vlogging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're going to get got, that. It, 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 did, it did get a bit crazy. 
Floggers gonna flog. Um, so Ryan, as you mentioned, there's some new shows. So why don't you why don't you tell us about those? Well, you've got Enchantment at Magic Kingdom, which has gone down okay. I think people's biggest problem and about the show is that it doesn't really highlight the fact that the Magic Kingdom is 50 years old. What did it, it what did Miss What did P Dub say before he recorded? It was basically the same show. It is basically happily ever after with a little bit of new music on it. That that mm. was my opinion. It pretty much feels like the same show. Well, yeah. let's, let's talk about let's talk about the show separately. So let's talk about this one first, Ryan. And and P Dubs, I'll let yeah. you continue first of all. Yeah, uh, I was just going to say it's literally still an advertisement for their latest films. So they've thrown in bits from like onward and. Um, Luca and things like that, and that's that's the way it's been with Happily Ever After. We're, and and even the shows at Disneyland Paris have been the same. We're just going to put a couple of clips in of our latest film, so you go and see that on your own time. Um, we'll just advertise it here and throw a couple of fireworks over the top of it. Um, as I said, it's it's all right. Um, it's no wishes, um, but a. It's it's better than the other two, which we'll talk about shortly. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I agree with that. I think I, th- I do think it's a real shame for the Fab Five and Walt Disney himself not really to feature in the show. I think that's a bit of a was wishes featured in the show. Wishes is a, is a is a bit more of an awkward can to decipher, and the reason why I say that is because. I mean, number one, it doesn't make any sense. I appreciate that now, I've said it out loud. Um, but what I mean is, is that with with these two latest shows, they're using projection mapping, right? And we didn't get that in Wishes. We didn't have projection mapping, so we didn't really have characters featured in the show completely. It was a Jiminy Cricket show anyway, wasn't it, really? Wishes. But it made they sense. Had the pre-show to, to wishes, which was basically them testing, ready to get the technology for happily ever after. Sure, there was characters in wishes. No, there was a show beforehand that that was projected onto uh, the castle. Yeah, Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wishes had a bit of genie in that in the wishes. No, there was uh, he was he featured, but he wasn't on the mm. castle. And no, it was more, it was it was more lighting effects. So it was more like blue lighting on the yeah, castle yeah. when the genie music was on and you're hearing the genie's voice and so stuff the genie, like that. That's my point. The genie music was on. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the so characters it, were featured. They just weren't, like, you didn't projected see onto the castle. You didn't see them. So imagine if they just had something you could project new artwork to Wishes and call it Wishes 2.0 or Wishes 50 or something like that. That's my point. Well, I mean, there's a, there's a majority, there's a load of characters, classic characters in wishes. The thing is, you can't. Oh, yeah. Whatever show you do, right? It, it's going to be very hard for you to represent all the characters you want to, and there'll always be characters that people go, "Oh, I wish they had this character in there," right? So that's always going to be the thing. Now, I mean, obviously, Ryan, you've seen it. P Dubs, you've seen it, or at least seen bits of it. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Mr. D, Craig, have you seen any footage at all? No, and I won't be. No, no I won't watch sense. it on YouTube. That makes sense. No, no, no. What about you, Craig? 
I will. I'll get round to it. Um, no, okay, but you haven't you haven't seen it yet. No, no, that's that's fine. I mean, I was watching it just before we started recording, so I've seen I've seen this whole show, and I think the the, the problem I've got with um, the shows that they're doing now, so both Happily Ever After and Enchantment, and 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 the difference between those and Wishes. I mean, obviously, the, the obvious is the projection mapping, right? You know, Wishes didn't have that. It had lighting. But it could it be had, added. It had lighting and it had, you know, voiceovers and, and stuff like that. But you could be anywhere in the resort, pretty much. And be able, if you had visibility of the fireworks and you had the music kind of pumped in or whatever, you, you got the full experience. The problem with these projection map shows is that unless you're close you're you're not getting it and did did i never saw this they still sell the 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 boat cruisers the dessert party boat cruisers the and you watch the last one because we did it yeah no i'm not saying i'm not saying they don't do this in the same way that you can still go up to the california grill and you can watch the fireworks we did that as well right but when you watch Wishes, you weren't missing out on anything because you could see the fireworks, you could see the, the colour, the castle was lit up at that particular moment in time. With these new shows, if you're not close enough, it's just a blur. It's just a blur on the castle. You can't actually make out what's going on. Now, Ryan, I don't know um, about Happily Ever After, but do they have the projection mapping in Happily Ever After in Main Street, on the Main Street buildings? No, no, they they, they didn't. So they said that's new for this. Yeah. Um, and that, to me, feels think... a bit pointless as well, if I'm honest, because yeah, yeah. if you're there, you can see what they're projection mapping on, on the places in Main Street, but that's not what they're projecting on the castle. It's I think there, there was a... I forget, the name of, I forget the name of the vlogger, um, but... He was like, "Oh, I'm really sorry. My video is not great because I couldn't capture the fireworks and the projections going off together." And it's like that sums up perfectly my problem with Happy Ever After and this new show is that I just find it difficult to follow the story of in in what's being shown in the air and what's on the castle. There is absolutely. I'm glad you called that out. There is absolutely too much going on. Um, even watching, I watched the the live stream. That Disney did. So this was Disney's official, you know, video of this of this show, right? Which you expect is going to be the best because that's what they want you to see, right? They're editing that, um, and you couldn't. You you're either paying attention to the fireworks or you're paying attention to the castle. You can't really do both. That's why I I don't think it works. No, watching these things on YouTube, it. It works. I think it works if you've seen it there live, and then you watch it on YouTube because because you have experienced it and it just kind of brings it all back to you. If you've never seen it live, I, I don't think it works very well. And even Disney live streaming it can't compensate for that. I don't think. No, but I don't. I don't think it works. Full stop. I, I know what you mean. I mean watching it. Watching it in person is completely different to watching it on YouTube or anything like that. That 
I will agree with you there. Yeah, definitely. But the the argument of fireworks being mixed with projection mapping doesn't work for me because even when you're there in real life, you still can't see... It's not when you're watching it on YouTube, you can't see the fireworks and the projection mapping. The way that they filmed it, the way that they framed it, you can see the castle and you can see the fireworks. But the point is, yeah. because they're both going off at the I, same time, you can't watch both. I, I agree with you. I agree with Mr. D on this, to be honest, because the projection mapping does stuff that pro- propels your vision up to the fireworks. It does. So stuff will happen on the it does stuff will happen on the castle that takes you up into the sky, and stuff will come out the top of the castle, and it's the fireworks. Literally doesn't I, I happen except I, for one I point. Have you seen? Have you seen them live? Right, sorry, Mr. D, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I don't know about the new show because I haven't watched it on YouTube and obviously no. I haven't seen it live. But I have seen Happily Ever After a few times and I I wasn't thinking at any time, you know, that there's too much going on here and I can't, I can't follow what's going on. Right. I think Craig is right that, you know, when, when you're there and you're watching the projection mapping, it does... It does kind of point you towards what's happening next. You know, you've got like you've got like the castle turns into a rocket at one point, and, and it, it looks like the castle's going to take off. And you look up, and then there's fireworks above it. So, a hundred percent. I don't remember having that sensation that you know this is this is kind of a mess or all over the place, or there's too much going on. Can't talk for the new show, obviously. I, I'm a hundred percent agree with what you just said there, and and that rocket because. You know, that was part of dreams at Disneyland Paris. That when the castle turned into the rocket. That's it. And that is a perfect example of how you're using the projection mapping to what Craig's point was, direct you to what is then going to happen above. Right? Mm-hmm. That worked really, really well. There is one point in this whole show, which lasts about fifteen minutes, there's one point in the show where someone does something and the actions of the character are then direct you to what's about to happen with the fireworks other than that fireworks are going off for no reason whatsoever so all of those all those times when in dreams or in um happily ever after where the castle was used as a conduit to make you then look at something else, you know, because basically something happened on a castle and then that turned into a firework or whatever, that is not really present in the show. And that's the point I'm making. And to go back to you again to discuss what you said there, Greg, when I saw Disney Dreams, that was a completely different show to what they did with Illuminations at Disneyland Paris. And Illuminations has the exact same problem as this show does, in that things happen for no reason. There was no interaction with the castle as it was. Stuff was going on in the castle, stuff was going on above the castle, and if I'm honest, I think it's possibly because if you're not near the castle and you can't see what's going on, people can see fireworks from quite a distance away. I mean, talking about pointless things. Should we, should we talk to talk about Harmonious at Epcot? Yeah, unless anyone had any P-dubs, was there anything else you wanted to say about uh, Enchantment? No, 
No, as I said, Enchantment was the one that I thought was okay. So moving on to the next one. Well, and just be... just from I've, I haven't watched it on YouTube, but I've obviously listened to quite a lot of podcasts and read quite a few blogs, and that seems to be the general consensus that it's it's okay. It's not mm-hmm. not a bad show. You know, I don't hear many people saying they hate it or it's terrible, or it's a disaster. And I can remember when Wishes went away. You know, initially when Happily Ever After came out, it was kind of the same reaction. It was like, yeah, it's pretty good, but it isn't Wishes. You know. And then after a little bit of time, it's like, no, it's, you know, it's happy ever after, it's good. And then when people hear that's gone away, it's like, oh, God, I hope they don't mess it up. You know? this, is, so, this is always going to be the way, right? Because I think all of us here, our first castle show at Disney World was Wishes. I actually missed a day. Was wishes, I don't think no, Wishes has started at it, actually. No, I don't think it had any. There was win. something before wishes, but from from again, I'll, I I will be googling. But um, I, my recollection is that there was something before wishes, but it was when wishes came along, it it wasn't like a step change. Yes. It was different, but it wasn't better or worse. Well, it's maybe a little bit better. I did like wishes. I thought wishes had more story. Um, but I am just going to find out what was what was there it was before. Fantasy in the sky. Ah, yeah, okay. Pretty yeah. much like. Yeah, yeah. So, wishes. When did wishes start? I think it was two thousand three. Two thousand three. Yeah. So I, I'd I'd already been three or four times. So we definitely saw fantasy in the sky. We saw yeah, but and I saw the California. Yeah, version of Wishes as well, which was slightly different, but similar. Um, but yeah, I mean, Fantasy in the Sky, I, I remember that being a good show, you know? And Wishes came and it's like, oh, it's another good show. But the thing is, you know, whatever, generally, whatever your first, uh, like your, your first castle fireworks show or your, your first castle show, mm-hmm. that's the one that you have the real emotional attachment to. So everything that comes yeah. after that you're going to kind of compare it to what came before or what you enjoyed before. So mm-hmm. the thing is, when they... I mean, they're, not, they're now changing this a little bit more frequently than they were because Wishes had a ridiculous run. Wasn't it like about 15 years or something, I think, before they changed it, or 14 years? It, for, it was just coming up to 14 years. Right. So, I mean, the thing is, there are, there are people that have now been to Disney World for their first time after... Uh, after Wishes had finished and, and you know, Happily Ever After would be their first show. So those people will now probably be a bit dismayed because that show's gone and it's now been replaced by something else. So, I mean, whatever whatever people's first shows are, they're the ones that they have the emotional attachment to. Um, yeah. And it just happens to be that for us, um, you know, it was a, a, a bog-standard fireworks show, in essence. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I can't even remember what Disneyland Paris had before Dreams. That was their first, that was the first projection show that any Disney theme park had. And that was the first mm. time where the cast was used in that way. But I, I remember the Disneyland pa- Paris fireworks shows before that, but because they were fireworks with some music, um, you know, getting some of that Dreams was a, was a huge leap mm. in what to expect from the show. Um, 
I just don't feel that they've used the canvas as well as they could have done. And as I said, it's the same issue that I had with Disneyland Paris when they got rid of Dreams and replaced it with Illuminations. They just started to throw images onto the castle because they could. There didn't seem to be any particular reason as to why. And there was no story like we'd had before with Dreams. It was just, as P-Dub said earlier, a way for them to say, these are our latest films, go and watch them. And in fact, I'm surprised it doesn't come up with, at the end, you know, all this content can be viewed at Disney Plus or something by the end, because that's essentially what this this now is. It's, you know, all this content is available on Disney Plus. Um, I bet if Pandora hadn't already got a contract, I bet that show would have been sponsored by Disney Plus. <laughs> they wouldn't have paid enough money. Um, but, but Ryan, um, let's talk about your favourite part. Let's talk about Epcot and let's talk about their new show. Yeah, I think the although the general consensus for Enchantment has been, I I, I kind of agree with you, um, what you were saying, Mister D, that similar reactions to when Happy Ever After made its debut, I think, but this one, Harmonious, hasn't gone down quite as well. I think people were really looking forward to seeing what those huge barges on the on the lake were actually going to do. Um, bearing in mind that they are over three stories high, making them taller than Disneyland's castle. So that's, you know, and then actually seeing them come to life at night, I don't necessarily think that the problem was how they used the barges, but the choice in the show itself. So it didn't really feel, certainly from when I was watching it, like Epcot. So just to give you some context, they were it features four songs from The Lion King, um, a film that doesn't feature at all in Epcot. It features a couple of songs um, from Aladdin, a film that doesn't feature at all in Epcot. I mean, there's a questionable meet and greet with Aladdin and Jasmine. Incredibly questionable. Hang on a second. Don't say, you can't say Lion King's not represented in Epcot. I mean, there's the Morocco Pavilion. That's exactly where they, where Aladdin's represented. Yeah, exactly. It's Africa. There was a Lion King movie, but that's gone. Yeah, exactly. There's a certain black, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, So it also features Songs from the Jungle Book. Doesn't feature at the park. And it it just feels like it's taken all of that emotional punch that Illuminations had and has just turned it into Enchantment, Happily Ever After, On Water, at Epcot. And I think that's mm. a real shame. I, there's parts of it where you think, okay, I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to bring in the different films from the different countries around the world and put it into a show, which is fine. But it just doesn't, didn't feel like Epcot, apart from mm. towards the end where they do play, a, you know, a, the kind of song from Epcot. But the Spaceship Earth lighting looks incredible. And people have been reviewing that really positively and, actually saying I'd rather sit and watch that than I would watch Harmonious again. Mm-hmm. I've heard of uh I've heard of people walking out of uh mm. Harmonious, but I mean I, I I don't know if I'm if I'm buying into that too much. I think there's just the usual very bitter side of yeah. these Twitter and these Facebook and you know vloggers that are 
poo-pooing something uh, because it's not what. And, and look, I'm not. I'm not saying that that doesn't mean that their opinions are completely irrelevant or invalid. But you know, Ryan, that you know there are a very vocal minority, but they're vocal um, that will just yeah. poo on stuff anyway, and people accuse us oh, of that. Completely. But, you know, I mean, um, I, I think again, like both my opinions on this sound negative, but. That's not to say I'm not looking forward to watching both shows in person. I think what you know some of the other guys were saying completely rings true. I'm not going to turn around and say these shows are terrible because I haven't seen them. Like, you can watch them on YouTube. It doesn't. It's not the same experience. So I just think that the theming of this show doesn't feel right for Epcot, and that's that's where I think Illuminations was so good, and I think. And after watching Illuminations, I don't know, it's always this kind of feeling that that part, World Showcase, is really trying to do something a bit more special than perhaps when you see it during the day and it's just a load of people selling you expensive drinks and food from the different countries. Actually, Illuminations was kind of taking that original message for the park, you know, before, you know, after they'd ruined Walt Disney's dream of it and kind of showing, well, actually, as a world, we can come together. Whereas this is, check out all of the recent films we've done that come from around the world. And it mixes animation with with the live action stuff as well. So you've got scenes from the live action Aladdin mixed with the cartoon. And it, it, for me, it just doesn't seem to work, but I haven't seen it in person, obviously. So P-Dubs, what did you, uh, what did you make of this? Uh, I, again, I've watched, I watched all three shows this afternoon. Um, and I watched this and I, I was looking forward to it. Um, we'd obviously we've been through the whole build up of the the barges being put out in the middle of Epcot in the middle of the lake and I thought oh this should be this should be good it should be something different and I watched it and as Ryan says it's pretty much and we were just talking about this before we started the show uh, how overused certain films are are within the parks Um, Lion King being one of them Aladdin being another Moana seems to be going the same way because that's included in this. So the only only real character that might be in Epcot at some point is Moana. But it's the same songs over and over again. And literally, to me, this just feels like one big, long trailer for Disney+. Plus. Um... There is literally nothing to it other than playing clips from the films with the song over the top. So I've not seen the whole show yet. Um, because we had to record this, um, so I didn't get to see the whole thing. Now, the the first thing that I want to uh, mention as well, which I think is a really weird decision in both shows, is that as we saw with things like wishes, and even things like dreams or happily ever after, um, with these two shows, they're not using the original songs, so everything has been re-recorded. And I don't really understand why. Now, see, I thought it worked for Harmonious, uh, for Enchantment. No. Um, Harmonious, it doesn't. No, I don't think it works for either. I, I felt the same watching watching both. I, I, didn't, I didn't understand it. And also, whoever is um, at the beginning of Harmonious, whoever is kind of mixing those tracks together, is absolutely awful. I know someone's not doing it live. I know that's been <laughs> recorded uh, in the past, but um, that 
I didn't think worked for me either. Now, what I will say uh, about what I have seen so far, I've seen about uh, the first six or seven minutes, I think, of High Rounders. Um, I, I actually think that the the technology they're using is actually quite impressive. I was much more impressed with that than I thought I was going to be. Um, Ryan, as you and uh, especially Mr. D as well, you know, big fans of Illuminations, whatever was going to fill this this void had a massive uphill struggle because that show was so long-running and was so beloved by people. Um, so it was always going to have that that hurdle to clear anyway. But of of the two that I've seen, I actually prefer this one to Happily Ever After. I actually think it's it's more original, and I think it from what I've seen of it, it looks better from different angles uh, and different parts of the park. That, that which is one thing that having a projection map castle show is is almost impossible to to replicate you either have a sweet yeah, I mean, spot view or you don't and that's it i i agree i think the the technology looks fantastic i just think it's such a shame to put enchantment happily ever after basically replicate that put it on water and, and that's your Epcot show i think i think the fireworks here are, are better i think the technology is better but it, it it's not it's not well showcased it's not well showcased it's it as as Peter said it's a it's a trailer for disney plus yeah and i'd also like to point out the giant phallic light lighting regs that are on there as well that move around that look like giant penises craig craig will be in his element <laughs> when he when he sees this in real life he's absolutely gonna love this i can tell um it looks lazy doesn't it doesn't it just come across as lazy mm. The World what? Showcase, right, used to be all all into and and encompassed illuminations. So all the countries used to light up and stuff, and and it was an event. This doesn't feel like an event. It, illuminations would reduce me to tears every time. I've got Amazing. so many amazing memories in the Rose and Crown, um, where you're making a wish with the kids and the cast members in there have got the wands out and the kids look like they've started the fireworks show and this just i don't care what you what anyone says it's not as good and it's the illuminations could have been 30 years 40 years i don't know whatever right it could have went on for another 20 years and it would still have that pull this is going to go on five years if you're lucky and then they'll just put in a new cartoon of the latest film it's just, it's just disappointing. I think the biggest shame with it is the fact that it is so uh, IP heavy now. And I, I'll, I'll talk about IPs a little bit later on, actually, because I've got a little bit of a rant about IPs. But um, I, I think that that is the biggest shame of this. I think if you're if you're watching it as uh, the spectacle that it, it's supposed to be, I think they do a really good job, better than I was expecting. But the fact they've gone down the route that they have with uh, regards to the the footage and the music that they're using, that is the the disappointment, I suppose. Especially as well when you think 
okay, I know it's got a few IPs in the park now, but Epcot has never been an IP park and is never likely to be a fully IP park. Having a couple of attractions like Frozen, like um, you know Guardians when it opens and stuff, you know that that's still such a small portion of the rest of the park. The and they fit, and and they fit. Well, Guardians doesn't, but it comes with it anyway. Um, well, it does, kind yeah. of, because it's space-themed, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But okay. you start throwing in things like Lion King and stuff like that that has absolutely nothing to do with the park. Yeah. It's, it's just it. taking it too far. What, yeah. Why, why in, a sh- in, in, a, in a park that has got more IP in it on the way and more IP than it's ever had before, did we not see, you know, I hate myself for saying this, but... Frozen or Ratatouille or Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, where were the uh, figment? Where were the IPs that actually exist in the park? It, it's crazy that none of them feature. And I think the other thing with these two shows as well, going on to what you just said there, Ryan, is the fact that these shows are part of the 50th anniversary celebration, and yet a lot of the focus appears to be stuff that's happened in the last decade. How long ago so. did they have that flying dragon? Was that ten um, years ago now or five years the ago? Flying dragon was. It wasn't it would as long have been ago as that. Avatar. Yeah, I think we're looking at about 2014, 2015, maybe. It was before Pandora. I mean, and that was only, opened, but... it was only used once, wasn't it? But imagine if they could modify that, make it a bit safer, keep it out over the lagoon, keep it over the water. Imagine Spy, uh, Spyro, Spyro the Tiger. <laughs> We're talking about his little brother. Yeah, imagine whatever his name is, that forgetful dragon flying Whoa. over the climax Figment. of the show. Uh, I had an argument with someone about this the other day. Figment came before Spyro, I'm just saying. Of course he did. We all if, any, if, any, if anyone, if, any, if anything, Spyro is a rip-off of Figment. But the but thing is, these Imagine shows... just... Just that little thing. It's you know that that would be the Tinkerbell of the events, wouldn't it? But the thing is, what these fifty, what these fiftieth shows lack, is a celebration of the parks, really, like the history of the parks. Well, just I mean, the thing is, it's not even that. But I'm gonna, I'll, I'll lead into before we go on to the last show. I'm gonna lead into my rant now, right? I see so many people moaning about IPs in the park and about new attractions and how they're based around IPs. Why why do people not complain about the fact that Peter Pan and Snow White and Mr. Toad and Alice in Wonderland all had attractions pretty much from opening day? They were IPs. Disney's always had IPs. I don't understand why people now are suddenly going, no, there shouldn't be IPs. It's because their IPs are films that people didn't grow up with. That's the problem. That's it. And that's the issue with this. It's meant to be celebrating 50 years. Well, I'm literally seeing no more than half of that in these shows. We're barely seeing that. We're we're, we're just about scraping 25 years. Yeah. Really. It's only the Magic Kingdom that's actually 50. So why are the other parks involved at all? Well, when you got to remember, no, you got to remember, like Illuminations was supposed to was supposed to be open last year, and not Illuminations, Harmonious. Yeah, it's just that they've held it back for the fiftieth, but it's that's because of COVID. Originally, that would have been about last year. 
they've held that back. Um, but regardless, the, the, the main thing is is that you've got a show in a Magic Kingdom that's talking about the 50th, you know, it's got the 50th logo on the castle, and yet the 50th isn't really represented at all. Well, not, well not once, there's Mickey Mouse or Walt Disney feature. Or Figment, well, maybe Mickey Mouse or... once. Yeah, but... but... <laughs> yeah, no Figment, no Orange Bird, no, no, nothing from the 50 years of no. Walt Disney World features. No Mr. Show, Toad. Just nuts. No, a huge missed opportunity. Isn't and even just... the speech in it, the, the opening day speech? No, isn't even... no, no. Oh, what's the point then? Exactly. Now, that's the two big shows. Well, but, Ryan, as you mentioned, there wasn't just two shows that, that started off. There was a third. It's a pre-show. No, not the pre-show. No, the third <laughs> well, that's show. that's what it is. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ryan, and he was talking about something about Trader as well. Um, what about the kite show? Oh. Kite tails. Kite tails. Kite tails. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't even rip off the DuckTales theme tune for it, which is a real shame. Uh, again, missed opportunity. Massive missed opportunity. But, I mean, this basically is a series of shows that feature characters from different movies. So there's a Lion King one, there's a Jungle Book one, and there's a couple others, right? Yes, uh, there's a Nemo one, I believe. Yes. Yeah, I've not seen the Nemo one. I've heard, But the kites themselves, A look horrendous um, and B because they're kites and this whole area was not really made for a jet skis kite show they just keep crashing basically where the audience would ordinarily sit well Baloo, it's, it's Baloo ended up in a tree didn't he? <laughs> he did yeah thank god because he's the worst looking one out of all of them <laughs> he's not even the right shade of blue it worries me because they've got faces on both sides as well. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just weird. So they're looking up and down. But at the same time, Baloo ending up in the tree, surely that's the best place for him because he does climb trees, right? Well, the, the best place for all of them is, is in the tree or in the bin, to be honest. <laughs> You've got to imagine there's a warehouse full of these kites ready to be sold to the general public. Oh, on the these back of will... this show. These will end up chopped up, put into pins, and sold as limited edition items like they've done in the past. Absolutely. To be fair, they are already giving some away. Oh. As part of, part of the show. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They've got like little ones on, on sticks that they, they come out and hand out to the kids in the front row. Oh, God. It's, seeing videos of these basically just crashing into the water and, and the stands has been... I'd argue the highlight of my week so far. Yeah, I, the video I watched, literally, the guy that was filming it would zoom in on them as they crash-landed in the water and just sat there floating. <laughs> but, I mean, if any show tells you how little money Disney is putting into Imagineering, it's it's Kite Tales. Yeah, that one's obviously been done on a cheaper, isn't it? Yeah. That's just been we, thought, we thought Rivers of Light was bad. I didn't think Rivers of the Light was that bad, really. I mean, it, it wasn't, it lacked something, but they should have fixed Rivers of the Light rather than take it out and try and cobble something else. Oh, it just lacked, it lacked a bit of story and a bit of cohesiveness, but it was, 
it was a nice show. I mean, it was well done. It was colourful and it was quite clever. It just needed some kind of central story and probably the music, just some kind of central theme, like like Illuminations has got We Go On, right? It needed one song like that to, to mm. just pull it together. It could have been fixed. It didn't have to be ripped out. I mean, maybe they are. Maybe this is a stopgap and, you know, they're going to come back with something, but... Well, do, you, do we think that um, this is um, because the jet ski people that were flying the kites for Epcot forever are still in contract and they were like, oh, no. Damn it, uh, we need to get them to do something. I mean, this I is the animal. I think we've seen what Disney people, what Disney does to people who are under contract that they don't want anymore. I don't I don't think they find other jobs for them. <laughs> that, that, this Couldn't is they train the monkeys to go on jet skis? <laughs> Why is it you're training animals and that? Well, it's the animal kingdom, right? Monkeys, jet skis. What could go wrong? Oh, God, what God it's going to be bubbles all over again. Yeah, uh, there's a movie in this, right? I mean, snakes on a plane, right? If they can make that, they can make <laughs> monkeys on a jet ski. Monkeys on jet skis. <laughs> I mean, it's just begging to be made. It's Jeffrey pretty... get on that. I mean, I'm not be... no disrespect, but I mean, this is essentially like a lost scene from Planet of the Apes, right? This is, maybe this is how Planet of the Apes starts. <laughs> Damn you, dirty monkeys! <laughs> the origin story. Well, hang on, hang on, Steve like, Dubs. They're not going to be dirty like monkeys on water. Planet of the Apes. <laughs> It's like Charlton Heston's line at the end of Planet of the Apes. My God, you stupid bastards. What have you done? Yeah, Now pass me the gun because mm. I'm Charlton Heston and I support the NRA. Um, okay, yeah, so so three shows with uh, varying degrees of success. We are I mean, sat in the comfort it, of England it, right now. We're not seeing this in real life, so... Comfort of England, we've got no sausages, we've got no petrol. Got no the Facebook. gas is going off, got no Facebook. The I'm, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the Magic Kingdom one. I hope they tweak the Epcot one. I haven't seen it, but it sounds like it needs it needs some work. Um, and, the, and the Animal Kingdom one, that's just a cheap stopgap thing. I hope they put something... In its place, spend a bit it would money. be a shame to, to not utilize the purpose built stadium for something yeah. more than kites. Yeah, they can do a bit on that. I think hey, they at, least, will. at least that theater's got something going for it at the moment, unlike <laughs> the Fantasmic one. True, yeah. or Nemo. Something's still drained. Yeah, or Nemo. Yeah, hey, that's coming back with less actors mm. and more projections. Well, yes, whatever, what sort of they, you want. It's going to be the kite show. They're moving it off the lake and putting it in, in the theatre. The well, to, to, to be fair, there were some kites or things on sticks kind of, yeah. Nemo. Puppy kites. So. Put the Lion King show on barges. That would be better. You there just you want to go. see the tumbling monkeys. Yeah, I was going to say the tumble monkeys are going to be on the jet skis. Yeah. Yeah. What is it with you and monkeys? Honest, honest to God's. I, I, I'm, if anyone knows the location of Bubbles, make sure he's safe and away from Craig. Um, he's still with us, by the way. I have checked this out. Um, so look, we've got three shows that have opened up because of the, the 50th. Let's talk a little bit about the 50th as well. Um, Ryan, as you said, uh, it, it was at, as at capacity as it could possibly be with current restrictions in place. What I thought was hilarious 
was that the uh, the biggest queues um, at the Magic Kingdom on the 50th oh, anniversary uh, weren't for the toilets, Craig, surprisingly. You'd have been all right. But they were for all the shops for people buying ridiculous oh. amounts of 50th anniversary yeah. merch. And what was, what was hilarious to me was uh, reading people on Facebook who were basically thanking all of these people because... Everything was pretty much a walk-on. All the attractions were walk-ons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was incredible. I read the Touring Plans blog, and most things were a five-minute walk-on. I mean, Seven Dwarfs main train hit forty-five minutes, which is nothing. I mean, no. forty-five minutes the, is good. The, the merchandise. I mean, I don't know what you guys thought, but I didn't really think the merchandise looked amazing. And I think the funny thing about it all was most of it. Was is available now? They've restocked the shelves, and you can still buy it. It's no, going to be selling stuff is for the next eighteen months. So, well, this is it, isn't it? That, that that that's the, that's the thing. It's I think um, I think it's the FOMO. I think the FOMO is playing a, a big part in in all of this, um, but not not the fear of missing out as as much as you know getting it first. I've got to be the first one to have this stuff. There was one person I saw in a Facebook group who spent um, just over, in total, four hours queuing to make sure she got one of every uh, colour balloon popcorn bucket that they released. What for? So she could be the first one to have them all. She wanted to make sure she had them all. So they've got um, Mickey balloon popcorn buckets and they are in the different colours that you get balloons in, right? So she spent the 50th anniversary oh. of Walt Disney World queuing up to buy popcorn buckets for herself. She wasn't even buying bulk to sell on. Now people were as per usual, people were so people were trying to buy as many spirit jerseys as they could. They were trying to buy um as many um, like jumpers and t-shirts as they could, but as you said, Mister D, like this wasn't a one-day only thing. This wasn't the. In fact, the only thing that I think you couldn't buy after Friday were the guide maps because they had special guide maps made, um, mm. and they are currently selling on eBay. Upwards of about thirty dollars is is the lowest I've seen one sold for so far. People are saying those for like fifty, sixty dollars. I think Sinead said on Mickey Waffles that they were supposed to be limiting everything to two per person. They're getting around yeah. it because it is based on the size, so you can get two of each size per person, oh, no. and you can also. I believe you can also switch your card so you could do multiple transactions so that doubles that. And often these people go with their family, give them money to pay for things. So you've got people's kids that are doing the same thing. So Disney's basically gone, oh, we've implemented this new thing, knowing that they haven't really fixed anything because, well, why do they care? They're making all the money. Yep. Yep. That's it. That's it. Yeah. If if you're daft enough to go buying the stuff on eBay, good luck to you. You should just well, back I mean, in the real world. Use the hotels. Like if you're a hotel guest and you want the merch, there should be a way that you can, from the safety and comfort of your own hotel room, tick what you want. 
and then you go into the parks like you take you go into the parks don't you and buy it and give it to them and you ship it back to your hotel well take that process out of it and just have a little catalogue in the in the hotel rooms it should be um, like a like an alexa type device in your hotel room you go oh. hey disney give me a spirit jersey <laughs> good segue yeah. that's a good idea well that is that is a good segue because uh they've just what they announced ryan isn't it Alexa Genie or something? Yeah. It's basically like, do you want to spend more money? No. We've just spent more money. <laughs> and, please stop. That's another $20. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, think, I think you're probably onto something there, uh, Craig. I think what they what they should if they're going to do anything for these birthdays um like uh badges right maybe everyone that attended that day should have got a badge you know i was here then right you know how many people are going to be turning up make a few more you give them out to people as they go in um or if there's going to be merchandise that's only going to be available that day then you have a system in place, even if you use like the reservation system, where you can you can order this stuff, like you say. I mean, can you imagine spending all of that money to go there, to be there in the park the day that you know it's having this massive celebration and you're spending it queuing up in gift shops? Because you've got but, to be you know, the first person just, to have this stuff. You've just got to feel sorry for them and just laugh at them. As you walk by to get to Seven Dwarfs Main Train without weight, do you know what I mean? I mean, you wouldn't even not. have to. You you wouldn't even have to do what I've just said. You could have um, a catalogue online linked to your hotel reservation that you could pre-order stuff that when you arrived, it was in your room ready for you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like and then, spirit jerseys ready to go. Yeah. And it just take all the stress and all the hassle out of buying the stuff in the parks, and enable you to go and have more fun. Mm-hmm. And, and they didn't even money. get a free cupcake. No free cupcake, man. Free cupcake. Nothing free in Disney. I suppose they didn't charge them for the park maps. Well, who knows? I really did. I mean, to be fair, like I was supposed to be there on for the for the anniversary. I would have been quite happy just grabbing my park map, knowing that I'd get the Spirit of Jersey and Cup or whatever the next day and just smashing the rides when there's no wait. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was about being there for the 50th for me. It wasn't about, oh, there's a limited edition, this, which actually that wasn't really. Well, P-Dubs, you was the last one to be there for an anniversary, right? Yeah. You were there, you were, well, not at, at Disney World, but you was at DLP for the 20th anniversary, uh, 25th yeah. anniversary. 25th, yeah. Um, you didn't spend your time queuing up in gift shops. No, I didn't. I don't think I even stepped foot in a gift shop that day. We walked in. We were given a badge and our map. Uh, went and found our spot for the the parade, which obviously Walt Disney World didn't get. Um, and yeah, that was that was pretty much it. And then we had the like the there was a cavalcade later on in the in the day and you just waited for them but other than that i spent the rest of the day just doing normal stuff yeah this is what i don't understand why didn't walt disney world get these things because it's not covid because if it was covid then they wouldn't be cast members 
obviously from instruction from management, telling everyone to squeeze in closely together to watch Enchantment that same day. It's not COVID, it's money. It's money. Possibly. I think well, at the same time... Well, I think at the same time, Ryan, I think you've got to be... Um, You've got to be careful. So I think if you if you think if Disney World announced that for the 50th anniversary there was going to be a, a parade like Disneyland Paris, you know that Disneyland Paris parade. I don't know if you ever saw it, but that parade had you know every character you could think of. And it was more. the greatest parade that there's ever been. Ever. Oh, it was it was phenomenal. Don't- don't I don't wouldn't I'm not saying let's announce it to all the vloggers to share so everyone goes mental. No 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 but I, I know think but it's outside and the same exact same thing would have happened as what happened for Enchantment that very same night. In fact less so because everyone's on Main Street in all of the route around Frontierland spread out across the park. So it's not COVID. It's it's Disney hasn't got the manpower to actually do this stuff at the minute. No, but I'm also saying and, and and it's hard to disagree because I do agree with what you're saying, but I think the more the more irresponsible Disney has shown to being, the more likely they'll get some kickback later on. You're not wrong I in do, what you've said I about do agree the. With you. I do agree with you. You know what you're saying about the the the, um, the fireworks and everything. Yeah, I mean you 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 can't pick and choose when you're allowing people to do this. So I think it might be a combination. I think we might might both be right. I think it could be down to literal manpower um, and what they could uh, afford to do. Because I suppose they're still missing a lot of staff, aren't they? Because of you know the fact that there's no international members of staff uh, at the parks, so they are probably the, down the, numbers. The, um, the thing related to that, the Italian mime and the Japanese drummers who are incredible I've got have, have just come back mm. and the pianist, the pianist at, uh, Casey's Casey's Corner. Corner. yeah, yeah. Pianist, so uh, Craig that's what I said pianist. Yeah, pianist. okay I'm glad you clarified that for him thought about yeah just just in case um but yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I think there's probably a bit of an element of truth to, to both, Ryan. I think uh, I don't think there's a clear answer. But I think you have got to look at what's happened for the 50th and consider it a disappointment. I completely agree. I mean, it's only a week old. No, it's only yeah, a, but it doesn't, not it, even a week old. Yeah, but we're not, talking, we're not talking about the 50th celebration. I'm talking specifically about the day itself. Oh and yeah, that, that was that a wet is, fart. Yeah, that has been and gone. I'm not saying what they do for the rest of the 18 or 24 months that they're going to be celebrating the 50th anniversary are are going to be as, as sucky, but that yeah, wet fart's probably a good a good way to describe it. Uh unfortunately. Um was there anything else in the parts that people uh wanted to pick up on? Well, the last last thing for me was we now know that Guardians is definitely opening in 2022. This century. Mm. Um, but there was no mention of Tron, which I thought was very interesting. Well, I think it is because, as P-Dubs knows very well, um, we still don't have footage for Guardians of the Galaxy 
No. Cosmic Rewind. There is no there is no footage film for that. And I think is it January they go and film that? Uh, well apparently it's been confirmed this week that they're only a couple of weeks away. Oh. So it seems and I don't know whether that's due to the fact they've got all this extra stuff to do on the, top of uh, doing the film. When was when was the Christmas special filmed? That hasn't been. Again, that's part of this same filming. Oh, wow. They're filming that and turning that around in just a few weeks. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no. it's not out until next year. Yeah, next Christmas. Oh, is it next, not? Okay. Oh, next right. November, right. that'll be. Yeah. Yeah. So all three films will be... the, the Tower of Terror footage? No, no it's a whole new storyline. It's a whole okay. new attraction as well. Yeah, the, the new land that they've called it was obviously the universe of energy. It's now the the wonders of Xandar, which they think is a callback to um, wonders of life. Interesting. Um, but yeah, because they haven't filmed that yet, I, 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 I'm surprised that they've announced. I mean, it's not a surprise it's going to open next year, but you've got to you've got to think that they've got to film the footage. You know, do all the special the effects, theme edit it, make the theme tune, um, and you know, and then get it ready for the attraction. So they've got quite a bit of what you know, even if the attraction's ready to go, and I know they've shown off the vehicles again, but even if all of that's ready to go, that attraction can't open until you know those elements are included in it. Although I think I watched something; it might have been one of the Disney Plus shows where Joe Rody was talking about doing the footage, footage for <coughs> Mission Breakout. And I don't think it took them very long to A, film it, and B, turn it around. The actual footage, obviously. I mean, it took them about a year to do the whole attraction rework. But they might have all then, the background video well, footage already done, mate, because they'll just be on green screens anyway. I was going mm-hmm. to say, Craig, actually, that's, that's a good point in that if they've already got the sets ready to go and they just need to, you know, add in the actors in front of a green screen, then, yeah, the work will be considerably less. That's going to be a much quicker turnaround than if they're... And I think most of Guardian stuff is filmed on green screen anyway, so I don't think there's much in the way of actual sets. So you could well be uh, could well be right. But Tron, you know, looks done, doesn't it? Pretty they're much. Just, they're obviously Pretty holding much. it back for 2023, which kind of makes sense. I mean... I think we thought it would be Tron first because they still had more work to do on Guardians of the Galaxy. But, you know, the Magic Kingdom's kind of got the 50th. Whether you are over-impressed or not, it's got all the statues and the merch and the shows and stuff like that. Um, you know, Studios has had Toy Story Land and Star Wars. Um, Animal Kingdom's had Avatar, you know. Epcot, putting, having a big attraction in Epcot kind of makes sense, really. And then and then 2023, when you're finished on the 50th, bang, here comes Tron. You know, sort of makes sense, really. To I me, still you know. wouldn't be surprised if, if Tron doesn't open at the end of next year. I think once it turns its financial year around in October, I yeah. get the funny feeling we will see Tron open then and be there for the last six months of the anniversary celebrations to have yeah, that thing for people to go back and do or, for that last or, six months. Or they'll end 
the celebration by opening it in what was it March twenty three? I think because it finished yeah. something like that, isn't it? Wait, I think which, that's more lately. Which theme park had the the Tron dance um, show? Tomorrowland uh, in Disneyland. And California Adventure had it as well. That's what I mean. Cause, yeah, because that yeah. could fit. That could come, couldn't it? Wouldn't that fit in as well? Um, well, it's something make that, a bit more of an event out of it. Yeah, it's something that did really well in California. Yeah. It was it was popular with the locals, and then they replaced it. Didn't if I remember rightly, Pete, I've seen they replaced it the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. Yeah, they had a few different versions of it um, over the years. There were I can't remember what the other one was, um, but yeah, there were, Mad Hatter when the first Alice came out was there. Um, but then they closed it down because it was getting too popular and, yeah. and they didn't have the room for it. So wasn't it a ticketed event? Was it just no, a thing? No, it was on every night. Ah, uh, right, okay. Yeah, it was just an extra thing. But, yeah, maybe. Maybe they'll do something for the opening, but I don't think it'll last very long if they do. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be... I don't see the point. I, I'm I'm now... I'm now looking at doing a, an Orlando trip in the future, and I, as opposed to in the past. Yes, but I mean, okay. when I say the future, I don't. I mean, not in the immediate future, in the in the slightly longer term future. And for me, I don't see the point of going until both Guardians and Trons open. So if I know Guardians is yeah. open next year, but I know Tron will open the year after, for argument's sake, then I'll just wait for 2023. Kill two birds with one stone. I'm not going to go when one's not opened yet. No point. So, yeah, that's me. Um, I've got a listener question for discussion if you want uh, to do with the parks off Haley, or do you yes. want that in the next segment? Stick it in uh, this segment. Still a load no. of park stuff to cover. Yeah, what let's 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 leave that for the next segment. And Mr. D, go on. Uh, what? A lot, a lot of bits and pieces still. Um, so we learned a little bit more about Genie Plus or Ooh. Lightning Lane Plus. Um, still subject to confirmation, but they've said that there's no rewrite. So if you book a fast pass for, say, Seven Dwarfs Main Train and ride Seven Dwarfs Main Train, you then can't book another fast pass or Lightning Lane. Or seven dwarfs ride main train. It's one ride per person per day. That's a bit ridiculous. If you're prepared to pay for it or use a fast pass to go back to it, then surely that's on you. I guess it's to stop people like riding Rise of the Resistance twenty times. I know I know Rise of the Resistance will be individual attraction, but you know, I and, and and it's kind of consistent with Universal, isn't it? Because the lower level of you of Express Pass and Universal, it's one attraction, one one you know one go on each attraction. It's only the higher level that gets you unlimited Express. So it is consistent with that. So what you're saying is that there will be a Genie Plus Plus that gives you unlimited. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. I mean, they're, they're saying this is still to be confirmed. They're saying it's, but it, it's it's been it's been stated that that's the current intention. No rewrite. 
no, no multiple rides on the same attraction the same day. And then the new Magic Band Plus, because everyone's got a plus on the end of it now. Absolutely. It's a the new show, Magic show Band also. Plus. Yeah, good, okay. Disney Disney Parks and Plus Beyond, um, which it's got lightning effects, it vibrates, um, interacts with the 50th statues. Um, they look quite good, but, you know, you can... You can pre-buy them and you get a discount if you're an on-site guest or you're an annual pass holder. Only if you're an American. Yeah, possibly, yeah. I don't know how that would go for us. Although you could you could pre-order your magic bands. Yeah, I always did. Right. It's just that they won't send them to you. Yeah, they just store them in the hotel and you pick up yeah. when you arrive. Yeah. So I'd imagine this would be the same. Mm. and then we talked about the hey disney thing which is kind of like a it's, com- it's going to be complimentary in disney hotels so it's going to be like alexa but well, it, you can it looks it like you can then buy the alexa. devices it literally yeah. is an alexa isn't it it's just got uh like a mickey stand that it's on yeah there's a couple of different designs i think so you can actually buy them for your home as well if you want right we're doing that um going back to the the um the um magic band plus though mm-hmm. the problem i've got with the the magic band plus i mean one it is just i mean it is a it is a cash grab right it is mm-hmm. you know pe- basically too many people have got magic bands they don't need to buy another magic band so let's change the magic band right that's what that is but my problem with the the things like you said the the interaction is that stuff's all well and good until it doesn't work anymore. And like I relate the, that to... Like the show is. Well, yeah. And the thing that I had was um, My Pal Mickey. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 And we had one of those on our, our honeymoon. I bought one of those. that They stopped selling them. Um, and we bought one off eBay. And it still worked in the parks, but only in certain parts of the park and i think within about a year or two of us being there they turned it off completely yeah i don't i don't know if these magic band plusters are the same as the current magic bands but the current magic bands have got a battery in them so after two years they they reduce i think you can still use them like if you're i think you can still use them in certain ways i can't remember what what i'd read about these but but basically, there is a battery. So in two years, the battery's gone, and they have a limited life. Up to that point, you can you can kind of reassign them uh, on your next trip if it's still active. You can reassign them. So they've only got a limited life anyway. Now I don't know if that's going to be the same for Magic Band Plus because if this thing vibrates and lights up and stuff like that, that's presumably going to need some kind of power source. Didn't the updated Magic Bands from a couple of years ago, didn't they have replaceable batteries? I don't think so. No, they they reduced them so you could take the centre bit out of it and put it into uh, accessories, yeah. like go onto your bag and stuff like that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, or a, like a lanyard or whatever. Yeah. But remember, I mean, you've got to pay for your Magic Band now anyway. There aren't complimentary Magic Bands anymore. So it is a cash grab, but 
magic band's full stop with a cash grab because you don't need a magic band. Right? You no. can you can get a room key. Use your um, phone. Or use your phone. Yeah. You can so, buy a battery pack off them instead. I I love a magic band. To be fair, I I hate the. I mean, yeah, I do use my phone, but I much prefer the idea of magic band. It's just one on each arm. That was always the way. I'm ready to fast pass no matter what what's side the uh, the scanner is or lightning lane. There we go. I'll be, I'll, so. be, I'll be buying these. I, I'm a sucker for stuff like this. You are. I, I think that you could stop there. I know. <laughs> I'd rather buy. I'd rather buy a Magic Band Plus than a popcorn bucket. I'd rather have a Magic Band oh, app on the Apple Watch. Yeah, wow. you can use your Apple Watch. Yeah, that's what I mean. You can use it, but yeah, and, I mean, and I've got we... Mickey Mouse on my Apple Watch. Why can Why can you not talk to me and tell me when I'm in the park and all that stuff? Yeah. yeah. That's an idea for that. And talking about room keys, they have brought up four different designs of 50th anniversary room keys as well. So you can still get a room key. You don't need to get a magic band. But they are pretty cool. Um, one thing that we... Uh, it's still part news, so we will include it here, is that... Uh, and, and ignore Tim Tracker. He doesn't have this. He's, he's lying. <laughs> but... Uh, they've announced the uh, opening pre-sale window for the Galactic Star Cruiser oh. for Club 33, Golden Oak, and Disney Visa uh, card holders. Go ahead. So um, Club 33 and Golden Oak, which, as we all know, they're the millionaires, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they get to book from the 5th to the 6th of October. Uh, Mr. D and Mr. Ripley can both book from the 8th and 9th of October or between the 8th and 9th of October. So, yeah, some some to 9th, yeah. Oh, it says the 8th and 9th. Huh. Are, you, are you able to use points on that? Not that I'm aware of, no. no I think and if, if so, I'd probably have... Earth. Yeah, I think I'd have enough points to get one tool on the shuttle That'd be it. My points well, would be gone. It's, it's limited to this galaxy, you know, a galaxy far, far away. Um, yeah. It's DVC and annual pass holders will be able to book then. Um, and then Disney yeah. Visa card holders will be able to book from the 12th to the 16th of October. Um, and that yeah. is for stays from <laughs> its opening. Uh, the opening date is going to be the 1st of March 2022. And bookings are available <laughs> up until. The 4th of May. Yeah, because we know what happens on May the 4th. Exactly. Oh, special ticketed event. They realise everyone who's done the hotel had already done the hotel and no one else is going. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, if, that, if, they were, if they were opening a window and you could book between the 1st of March and, and May the 4th, I'd be going on a May the 4th cruise. I wouldn't be going on the 1st of March cruise. Sod that. That could be for the day is gonna be is gonna be you chaos. you the Disney vloggers with their subtle hints for somebody to buy them uh experiences in it. That's, That's what's gonna start to happen. It's it's what the, every Disney vlogger does if you go into a shop in Disney and they go, Oh, I'd really love this spirit jersey, but it's seventy five dollars. I just can't afford it and you put it back and then you magically get it. Well, do you know what I'd like, Craig? 
Wow. I'd love some more people to join us over on Patreon, where our prices start from $6 uh, for extra content and early release shows. Come and join us. Need a lot of Patreons for all of us to get on that, yeah, that uh, virgin voyage. I, I jack up the price from $6 to three grand, and we'll be fine. <laughs> I do not want, I do not want uh, people to join Patreon in order for us to go on the Galactic Star Cruise. I want them to join us on Patreon because we have got some really good content on there that no one else gets to hear. So that's why you should want to join us and also support us so we can buy new microphones. Um, and speaking of uh, Galactic Star Cruise, uh, there is, uh, the, we mentioned this when we talked about the itinerary uh, when they first announced all of this. The captain's table is going to be a dining add-on and will be $30 per person. That's cheap. I didn't think that was too bad. But then again, you are you are paying well over the top to get on the ship in the first place. So You don't get any food. You just get to sit at the table. You get to watch the captain yeah. eat his food. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> that, that's cheap. But let's be honest, a, a cocktail at that table is going to cost you $30. Right. This is, how, this is the description of it. It says, arrange to sit at the captain's table for an especially memorable dining experience. Enjoy extra courses, the captain's favorite dishes, while seated in a prime location in the centre of the Crown of Cor- Coriolia dining room. It's um, going to be 10 rooms to right. 10 captains tables and 10 captains. <laughs> well, well, okay, so if you look at the, and I know you can't see this because I'm looking at the picture now, but if you look at the, the artist's um, interpretation of the captain's table, like when I've seen captain's tables in restaurants, it's normally been... Probably about four seating four people. Two hundred. This, this is like this is like when you go to a a, a, ta- a tapenyaki bar. Um, this is this is like a big rectangular kind of style table. I don't know if it's a rectangle, but that kind of shape, you can easily get about fifteen twenty people around it. So it's not the uh, the cosy experience that you would normally get at Captain's Table. So, what planet yeah. are we going to next, Captain? <laughs> don't Pass eat, don't me eat. the salt, Captain. Don't don't <laughs> eat the fish. Don't eat the fish. And that that's when you realise that the captain's an animatronic. Mm. <laughs> I take it. It's just a a green monkey. Can't be anything but a monkey, can it? A lightsaber sellotape to its hand. Oh, um, final Space bit monkey. of good news. Final piece of good news about the Galactic Star Cruiser. Uh, finally, you can do something with your astromech droids that you bought from the oh. droid depot. So those droids oh, yeah. that in the actual land you can't do anything with, you are able to take them on board with you to the Galactic Star Cruiser, where you'll be able Charge to use them, them for uh, droid racing. <laughs> there you go. Which which is something we talked about. We did talk about that that was one of the events that they had was some droid racing. We wondered how they were going to do it. Well, they're basically going to tell you, buy a droid on, on Batu and take it with you. Nice. So, what was it? Five grand for the trip. Did they have USBs in space? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure the trackers will tell us once they uh, get enough people to pay for their trip. Um, that's all I had from the park. Was there anything else before we move on? Lots. Still got a list. <laughs> Go on then. Right. So this this is a crossover between it's stuff that's going to happen outside the park. 
So there will be, as you're probably going to mention, Haunted Mansion Muppet Special. Yes. But they've started advertising it in the parks. So in studios, Muppet Vision 3D, the pre-show has been changed now to incorporate Muppet's Haunted Mansion. Okay. And if you go to Pizza Rizzo, the pizza restaurant, they've got a special dessert there, an eclair. And then there's a special photo opportunity outside the Haunted Mansion. With, oh. um, what, what are they calling Miss Piggy now? It's, Miss, it's not Madame Leota, but it's, is it Pigota? Okay. Whatever. I've had the Willies put up a few times by Scary Eclair. Yeah, Scary yeah. Eclair. Julian Eclair. <laughs> and then uh, so we cool. didn't talk about World, We didn't talk about the new names in Epcot. Uh, Ryan, I thought you would have picked up on that. Yeah, no, go, so go for it. So yeah. got World Celebration, which is the entrance club cool area. World Nature, which is the land and the seas. Um, World Discovery, which is the kind of space... 220 Mission Space, Guardians of the Galaxy, that'll be World Discovery. And then obviously you've still got World Showcase. You've got World Shipbox. That's left up to your imagination. That's the toilet. And coming soon will be Monkey World. Yeah. World Monkey World. Craig's favourite attraction. I mean, why haven't they got Planet of the Apes in the parks? They've got loads of monkeys just sitting there doing nothing. They haven't had the licence for that long, have they? Time. <gasps> what's that? What's the, you can sing the show, the song off the Simpsons. Come on. <laughs> oh, like Craig, please, please do not, please do not ask me to do that because we, we? we haven't got enough time for that. And I, and I, and I unfortunately know all the words, the whole oh, uh, segment on. of uh, Stop the Planet of the Apes. I want to get off. That is a great episode. <sighs> oh my Imagine God. that on stage. Oh, <laughs> Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Right. <laughs> Lastly, early the new early entry, thirty minutes every part every day has started, and the evening magic hours or extended hours is just starting now for October. So I think it's 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 only Epcot and the Magic Kingdom so far, and it's I think Epcot on Mondays and Magic Kingdom on Wednesdays. I think if I remember rightly. And then the last thing I had was, well, actually, yeah, the last thing I had was the confectionery has reopened on Main Street and it is now sponsored by Mars. So Ugh. there's loads of Mars products in there. You can actually oh, get a load of M&M's, aren't they? M&M's and yeah. Skittles, but then there's a popcorn sort of thing as well where there's like four different flavours of popcorn, but then you can put toppings on it, including chocolate, which is kind of weird. So the four flavours of popcorn are caramel, I think it's rainbow fruit, butter, and cheddar. And then you can either put dark chocolate, white chocolate, milk chocolate, and then you can put other things like M&Ms and pretzel bits and stuff like that on it. Have you got a curtain for the the diabetics to go and inject? (laughs) (laughs) Privacy. When I'm in Disney, it's just sat in my stomach the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right i'm done you're done no uh ryan as we done. go off into the next segment just humor me a second 
Can I play the piano anymore? Ryan, oh, no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember what it was. Thanks, I'm Ah, I thought Ryan ain't going to let in me my, down. In my defence, I never said I remembered all the words. <laughs> well, of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. Right. Let us go and have a look at what's going on outside the box. This episode is sponsored by Quicksilver Tours. Look, we all know travelling is the worst part of any vacation, let alone when hitting Orlando. And what do you do when you get to the airport? Magical Express is about to disappear. Free transportation as part of a package deal can be hit or miss. And no one wants to queue up for a long time to get a car hire. And that is where Quicksilver come in. They have a free stop for groceries for airport round trips. A complimentary meet and greet service as well as luggage assistance. And after a nine hour flight, who couldn't want some help with their luggage? And look, podcasts are always promoting things, right? But how many can vouch for the products or service? Well, we can because Craig has used Quicksilver on previous trips and will be using them again for his next. And he went with 17 people. So whilst we know there are other good companies out there, we personally know how good Quicksilver are, and we are delighted to welcome them as sponsors. And you know what? We can even sweeten the deal. If you contact Quicksilver Tours for a reservation and mention this podcast, they will even give you a special discount of $5 off for airport round trips. That's off their already reasonable prices. So you've tried the rest, and now try the ones who, in our opinion, are the best by visiting quicksilvertransportation.com today. Don't wait if you have an upcoming trip. Book today. Okay. Um, a few things, a few kind of good newsworthy bits to talk about. But as Craig alluded to earlier, we did have a listener question, which we were uh, going to discuss on last episode, and Craig wasn't there. So, uh, Craig, got yes. a question from Haley. Yes, Haley. Uh, I wonder if you could discuss a topic for me on the next show. And isn't that funny? Because we just talked about Mars, who makes topic. Yes. Or help me decide what the best to do. I have been going to Orlando since I was very young. And next year, I'll be going uh, as a parent for the first time. We will be traveling with our almost two-year-old in June next year and staying at the Holiday Inn Disney Springs Hotel. My question is, have any of you travelled with an infant? And would you recommend car hire or to just book transfers? I have booked a car, but now thinking with the cost of parking at the hotel and at the parks each day, that this may not be the best option. I've also booked an overnight at the Hard Rock, Baboom, to do Universal for two days also. Any thoughts would be great. So, thanks, just one, clarif- just one clarifying thing, Haley. You said parking at the parks and at the hotel. Yes. I th- think the hotel you're talking about is a Disney partner hotel. Yes. So you shouldn't have to. I don't think you should have to pay for parking twice. Oh no! Oh, I, well, you've, yeah, you do now. Yeah, I think if you're staying at, um, if you're staying at, like, you know, I know Pop Century or something, you've still got to pay if you want to drive into the parks. No, you don't. Uh, I'm no, you don't. Sh- you no, hundred sure? percent. You don't. Yeah, million percent. You don't. Mm. If you pay on site for a hotel parking pass, that that's you done. Now, what I don't know, I've never stayed in one of the partner hotels. I mm. thought they all had the same same thing. Right. Well, I mean, 
that that will make so we'll just round it up. We'll just say Haley's there for ten days just mm-hmm. to make the maths a bit easier, right? So parking at the theme parks is twenty five dollars a day. Yeah, it it depends. It, so it depends on the resort. Uh, and if you're not a hotel guest, then yeah, I think that's yeah. right. I think it's so, twenty five. Um, to park at the Hotel Haley is staying at it is $20 per night valley parking is 28 uh, oversized vehicles are 40 um, so there's the costs on site valley as I said 28 now um, so probably the, the theme parks aren't included but we let's just say the car is $500 Normally, when I get a seven-seater in August, I don't tend to pay much more than five hundred dollars. So again, I didn't do any any homework on June next year for a car because it's open to interpretation, isn't it? So I then went to our uh, sponsor, um, Quicksilver uh, Transfers, right, and a transfer from Orlando International to Walt Disney World area for a round trip is $140. Right, so saving a little bit there straight away, $500, Now, the hotel has their own transfers, uh, scheduled shuttles to all four Disney parks has returned, reservations required, Pickup times may vary. Please inquire at the front desk for current schedule. Um, the also the benefit from the thirty minute early to any park every day. So that's another thing in the favour that they've got. Now it's to get to Disney Springs. It's a twenty one minute walk, right? Um, so, so where can you get from Disney Springs buses? Is that just the hotels, or is that at all theme parks? No hotels. Just hotels. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to go to um, the Contemporary, then would need to get the Magic. Kingdom. I mean, I will, I will stop you there because I have. We did this when we stayed off site. The week that we stayed off site, we we spent one day. We drove into Disney uh, downtown Disney at the time. Um, and didn't think about how to get to the parks from there. So we parked up there and we was like, oh, well, that, that's our only options to get a bus. And, you know, remember this is before like Ubers were really a thing or anything like that. And it probably took us about an hour to wait for a wow. bus to get to a hotel to then wait for another bus to take you to the park. Mm, so right, okay. write that off. So... With that in mind, I went on Uber, because you can do this. And again, this was Sunday evening, UK, in October. Right? This isn't June in America. But yesterday, it was $13 uh, for an Uber that had three people in. The Ubers all have car seats for the kids. Uh, $13 to the Magic Kingdom. So you've got to factor it in the time of day, how many times you're going to and from, does does the toddler need a little nap, that type of stuff. You're going to go back, backwards and forwards. Uh, also, 
to get from their hotel to Universal was $18 one way in an Uber. Um, so you can factor that in because the hard rock was quite expensive to park your car overnight. Mm. Um, we, we ran up nearly $200 bill for five nights in the hard rock when we had a car there once. Um, now you've got a toddler with you. You might need to go to the local Walmart if you haven't got a car. So Turkey Lake Road, Walmart, the super center was $12 for a single trip. And we know that anyway, because we did that. Did, is that the one we went to? Yeah. Uh, Turkey Lake so. Road. I think it was Turkey Lake Road, yeah. So, again, $12. Um, so, it would be $24, $25 for the return. Um, what else did I find out? There was, you could go from Disney World using our sponsors, a round trip to Universal, $110. So the Ubers are cheaper, but maybe you haven't got the security or, or whatnot. Um, now, if you use our, our sponsors, they do a supermarket stop en route to your hotel, 30 minutes. So you can run in and get supplies. Um, so there's that to factor in. And to the Hard Rock Hotel was $16 in an Uber. So all these all these costs, you've got your car, your five hundred pounds, uh, five hundred dollars. Your hotel stay was did I say twenty five or twenty? Twenty, I think you said. I've just I yeah. just found out something about that. So what? what I said was was pretty much right. So if you're staying at a Disney hotel, <laughs> your your theme park and you're paying for parking, your theme park parking is included, except the Swan and Dolphin and the Disney Springs area hotels. Oh. So it sounds like she would be paying $20 a night plus the 25 so it's $45 a day. So and, and that's if you that's if, if you go to the parks. At both. Yeah. Yeah. If she went every day to the parks. So let again for the mats let's yeah. just keep it simple. So that's an extra $450 on top of the $500 yeah. car hire. Then your petrol um, then you, unless you're taking your own child seat, you like to. Uh, sometimes it'll be a free child seat, but I've seen the child seats that they give you free piled up behind the, the fella at the desk when we when we've gone to pick a car up. Like thirty child seats just piled on top of each other. Obviously, it's COVID times now, so they'll all be sanitised and cleaned. Or you might have to bring your own one. That's something you'll have to look into. Um, I'm torn myself because yes, the thousand pounds or the thousand dollars is a lot of money for the car. Um, but when I've stayed in a villa, the car does give you the freedom to to go and eat off property, to to go to the Walmart when well, it it does. And, it does. And, no, but, no, 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 it does, it does, but. What you've got to what we you've got to factor in now, and this is something you never you never were able to take advantage of before, really, is the fact that now you've got Uber, you've got Lyft, you've got these yeah. services now which are good value. They really. are, but it but I mean like I was on the aisle in Liverpool on Saturday and I was trying to get an Uber out of Liverpool. It's a four mile journey. 
because of surcharges, that was going to cost me £20. So you're in the Magic Kingdom area, you're in Disney World area. There's going to be times where surcharging becomes a thing and you might have a hysterical two-year-old. I mean, obviously, so we kept our kids there for the fireworks and stuff. They just fell asleep in the pram. Some kids can't handle it and have to get out of the parks and get home to bed. Some people will take the kids to bed at seven o'clock. So they'd be going in and out of the out of the, the parks to suit their family needs. Um, so maybe surcharging wouldn't be a problem. But even that, it's it's to go to the Magic Kingdom. It's a $25, $30 round trip in an Uber. So that's still the same price as parking at the except, Magic Kingdom. Yeah, except for you're not doing it. What? If you're if you're doing if you're using Uber or Lyft or anything like that, you're not having to worry about that. You're not having to worry about driving. Your phone no. just you're you're relaxed, you're being driven in luxury mostly, um, in these things. I mean look, me and P dubs used it. Um, when we went down to Hollywood Studios, right? We got an Uber early in the morning. What time did we get it? About seven o'clock? Yeah, I think so, because we got to the gate for eight for nine opening, didn't we? Yeah, so it was, it was seven-ish that we tried to book an Uber. And I mean, we had no problem. They were they were parked up, ready to go. So we waited a couple of minutes for an Uber. Um, got to the park, and I, I, I want to say it was like about $15, $16 on the way, maybe a little bit more on the way back. We got picked up from Caribbean Beach, I think. Yeah. Um, and and look, we we came back in the afternoon, didn't we? I think we left about four ish, or something. To yeah, must stay and scream. We didn't do stay, stay and scream in the end. We no. went back in time. No, we that's went right. to Burger King instead. That's why <laughs> Impossible Whoppers ruled the world. Um, but there was not. I mean, and, and the thing is, Craig, you're right. There will be times of the day where there, there, there probably will be surcharges. Um, we didn't experience that ourselves, but again, that was just, I suppose, luck of the draw. Um, but I think you're probably going to end up, if you do all the maths, you'll probably end up paying about the same and you won't have to worry about filling up the car when you get there. You're not having to worry about damaging the car or anyone oh, crashing and, and into you or anything like that, with, you know. With the, with the car, you've... You've got to pay the tolls to to get to the Disney Resort area uh, from from MCO that type of stuff. Um, you might not be a, a safe driver over. You know, you might they might never have driven, or they might have been because they've been a lot a lot of times. They might have used the car hundreds of times. Um, it, it's just, it, I think it's going to break out about even. I think the car gives you the freedom to come and go a bit more as you please. You could use Quicksilver um, for your hotel tran- for your airport transfers, and then maybe you could use Quicksilver for your Universal transfers to the Hard Rock, and you- and they're set prices, so they're not going to be surcharges. They're not going to, you know, they will be waiting for you in the lobby on the morning you're going to the Hard Rock. You know that, and that won't change. That set that price is locked in, and then you could risk the Ubers or the lifts um, or your hotel that you're staying in does have transfers to all the parks. You just, yeah. you know, you are, you do have to book it in. You do have to get there when 
the bus is ready to go basically and you have to come out when the bus is ready to pick you up. It might be one of them, you know, like they have the hotel buses when you're at the airports and it's just a fella with a bus and he just comes backwards and forwards as people ring them, come and pick me up. I'm, I'm at Terminal 2. I need to pick my car up and they come out, pick you up and take you back to the hotel. I mean, the first the first trip I had, we stayed on iDrive and we had a hotel bus that took you to the parks and I think it stopped at about three hotels uh on en route to disney so it obviously took a lot longer to, to do but also we were lucky in that our hotel was the first one to have a pickup mm. if you if you don't have that luxury and we don't know what the we don't know what a bus is like there we don't know if it's just a bus just for the holiday in or if it stops anywhere else so that's mm. something else to factor in because people would be waiting for the bus and it would literally pull up had one or two seats available and then there's like 15 families waiting to get on a bus and they've got to wait for the next one and hope they can get on that one so that's that's another thing to to think about um as well really the other thing i would say is if you if you can plan it i mean if you if you can use the disney bus the disney transportation uber and the hotel shuttle bus, if it's any good, if it doesn't stop at too many hotels, then it probably then that, that should really. be great. But yeah. if you if you want to do some other stuff, like say you want to day at the beach or a state park, or yeah, you know, you, you want to do a bit of driving around and hit like a couple of malls or something like that, you can always rent a car just for a couple of days in Disney World. There's a yeah. the car care center, and I've done that. You just you just Probably need to get an Uber to the car care centre. I think they actually picked me up, if I remember right. It was like Avis, and they, they picked me up from my hotel, took me to the car care centre. I picked up my car, had it for a couple of days, and then dropped it off there. I also think you might be able to pick them up at the Swan or the Dolphin. I think one of us had a pickup thing as well. So if you can kind of plan it so that if you're doing like a simple Magic Kingdom and back, use an Uber. But if you're going to have a couple of days where you're going to hit a few different things, then just hire a car on site in Disney for a couple of days and then turn it back in again. Yeah. And you'll only have to pay for a couple of days of um, resort oh, parking. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I think, well, no, this definitely happened for me. I don't know if it happened for you, Pete, but I remember when I signed up to Lyft, I got yeah. free ride credit. So yeah. Yeah, get your friends to. In, I mean, we've all got it. We can send you the the links, and you get ten dollars, wasn't it? I think it was ten or fifty. I, uh, yeah. I think I had ten dollars with like Uber, and I think I had twenty with Lyft or something. So it effectively made one of my journeys almost. You know, I added on a tip at the end, and it made it practically free. So, yeah, um, something else as well. But I think the thing is now there's there's there are more options um, available. Like it used to be, you hire a car. Or you have to get like a Mears cab everywhere that you wanted. I mean, when coming out of MCO, right, in a car, when you're tired, is a stressful experience. You are straight out onto busy roads. And you might, like I say, Hayley, you might have done it a hundred times before, but now you've got a little person in the car with you who is the centre of your attention. And that little person might not be happy might be screaming, might be tired, might be, you know, hot, everything. And you're trying to concentrate on driving 
trying to concentrate on the little person. It could just be a, a bit of a stressful situation. Being it getting picked up by Quicksilver or whoever you feel like, the standing there with the sign, you go, you get in there, they're just going to drive it. All three of you will be safe. You can you can all have a little nod out. They'll stop, let you go into Walmart or Super Target, Super Target, if you're feeling a bit push, um, and get some supplies for the room, get some bottled waters and stuff like that so you're not paying the Disney prices. Um, get whatever food or formula you need for baby, all that type of stuff, do you know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. I personally wouldn't use a car now unless I absolutely had to, and I would do what Mr. D has suggested and use a car as and when you need it. Yeah. That's what I'd go uh, with. Uh, one other one other thought, and I don't know how far the walk is, but if it isn't too far to walk, you could walk to Saratoga Springs and you will be able to get buses from there direct to the theme parks. Yeah, it's right. just Disney Springs so, you want to avoid. Yeah. If you can get to one of the resort hotels, I mean, then you'll be all right. But. Yeah, I was trying to see... I was trying to see if you could get a bus, because I thought you could get a bus from Disney Springs to the park. It may have changed, but certainly certainly back in the day, you had to go to... Yeah. You could only get a bus to a hotel. I thought yeah. they were trialling it, but I don't know if it ever went through. I think it was only in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Maybe, I'm not. I'm, I'm definitely not sure about that, but I am sure that you know Disney Disney Springs, Saratoga Springs. Sorry, you can definitely get buses straight to the park from there, and it isn't that far from us partner hotels. But I've never done the walk, so I don't know if it's a 15 minute walk, a 20 minute walk. I'm not quite sure. But the kid may not want to do that. Well, it's, it's, just an, it's just another option. It's 20 minutes. It's a to... one mile. It's a one-mile walk to Disney Springs from the hotel. Yeah. Is it? So, yeah. Uh, okay, so Saratoga Springs would probably be slightly further than I would guess. Well, don't, don't they have the friendship boats to Disney Springs, Saratoga? Yeah, you can do that, yeah. so But you've still got to get to Disney Springs. Um, but, you know, if it's early in the morning and you want a bit of breakfast, you're getting a pastry, you're getting a Starbucks, yeah. you know, it's all, yeah. it's all part of the experience, isn't it? It's not like... Yeah. I mean... You're walking on yeah, the freeway. If you, if you, I mean, again, if you know, if you know your way around Walt Disney World, you may be able to work some clever things. Like, say, if, say you're in the Magic Kingdom, maybe you take an Uber to the Magic Kingdom, and you know you you, you want to go for dinner in Disney Springs. You can obviously take a Disney bus to Disney Springs, <clears throat> have dinner, and then either walk back to your hotel or you take an Uber from there to your hotel, which is which is only going to be a few dollars because it's going to be a very short trip. So there's some there's some things you can do there as well. Combination of Uber and the Disney transportation system. Yeah. I mean, look, I think the thing is, Hayley, we've answered your question. Have we... Have we given you the definitive answer? Not really. Have we given you more things to think about? Probably. But yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, you might be a germaphobe with all the, the COVID going on and the car is the only way to go. You're in your own space. It's nice and clean. You can clean it. It's your own car seat, all that. 
you know, we're in a different world now. Probably that email was sent three years ago anyway. <laughs> the two-year-old's 17 now. <laughs> it's gone on, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just just briefly, um, this is for the purpose of Diz Dan Under more than anyone else, but they were talking about Moana and uh, the fact she's being used more in the parts and if there's a sequel. Um, they did announce at the last Disney, not the last Disney kickoff, but the one before um, that there is a Moana TV series in the works of Disney Plus. So there's not a sequel film coming out, but there is supposed to be a, a series coming out, I think, in 2023. So, yeah, we, we will see uh, the further adventures of Moana at some point. Um, so that's that for you. Um, and also, the other the other really big news, I suppose, is uh, right on the eve of uh, Disney, Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary, uh, we got a statement from both Scarlett Johansson and the uh, the Walt Disney Company to say that they have settled their differences, and uh, mm. it's it's all uh, it's all done. Uh, an agreement has been reached. We're all friends. Well, all friends. They, they set. They settled Scarlett's bank account, is what they did. Yeah, basically they balanced the books. Um, <laughs> and they gave her enough money to stop pursuing uh, court action. Uh, what was interesting is both parties made a statement. Um, Scarlett Hansen was very uh, happy that they'd been able to resolve their differences. And the Walt Disney Company said that they were very happy as well and that they look forward to working with her uh, in the future on uh, on other projects, including the Tower of Terror movie so that is uh resurrected unlike the poor family that uh, died in the lift that night they're still very much oh. dead <laughs> well it's what it is right uh, she, uh, she didn't played die, herself we got transported okay stuck in the fifth dimension has she played That's herself it. in what if no no, no. but i but that wasn't that was nothing to do with this you know because what no. was done but could far, far. I mean the whole Marvel universe is now up in the air, isn't it? So I know Black the Scarlet Witch or Black Widow, whatever she's called it, is done now. But could she not spring up now now it's all been settled in another film from another yes. universe? Yeah, I so mean te- that... te- technically, technically yes. She won't turn up in what if um because she obviously didn't want it's to do done. the voice role for that. Um same with Captain Marvel. She didn't want to do her voice role for that, or she was, or you know, whatever reason she's not doing the voice role. Um, but yeah, absolutely, there's, there's um, with the uh, the multiverse of madness on the horizon, there is no reason that anybody um, that has been previously deceased in a MCU film could come back to reprise their their role in some capacity. Or if you turn, if you turn your Stark, you could come back and get killed over and over and over again. I tell you what, I mean, <laughs> I think the last episode on here, we talked about the, um, uh, I was the, what, behind the attractions and the fact yeah. that every episode includes uh, a moment where, and unfortunately Walt Disney died before he got to see it. Um, and, and what if has certainly been a series of, let's see how many ways we can kill Tony Stark. Even in the episodes that have nothing to do with him whatsoever, they'll still no. find a way. He's like he's he like the um, gets killed. He's like the Kenny, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, they killed Iron Man! You oh my bastards. god, they killed Tony! 
Um, and as Mr. D said, um, on the horizon later this week, uh, we will see the release of the Muppets Haunted Mansion. This week? On Disney Plus, uh, the 8th of October. Yeah. Oh, joy. Yeah. Um, they, they've, they've actually released a second trailer. They only released the first trailer about a week ago. But I've seen now that social media is back up that there is another trailer uh, they've released today. There is no way in hell I'm watching that. I've already watched one trailer. That's enough. Um, but I'm I'm cautiously optimistic for this. I've got to be honest. Yeah, I this is, it's, it's what the Muppets should be, though, shouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, taking the piss out of something. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it open the doors right for the, the rest of dimension. the theme? No, for the yeah, for the rest of the theme parks, though. Oh, hundred percent. Would you mean being Muppetized? Do you mean? Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, Space Mountain, Muppets, Muppets in Space, <laughs> Muppets Mountain. In space mountain. We've, we've already we've already had Muppets in Space. It didn't do. It, it wasn't particularly great. Um, but I mean, absolutely, they could revisit the um, the Treasure Island theme and do Muppets Pirates of the Caribbean. That'd be quite good. Um, that would be good. Muppets well, Twilight Zone Jungle Terror Cruise. Muppet Muppet Jungle, Jungle. Muppet yeah. Jungle Cruise. That's what I want. Yeah. All of that stuff could work. Uh, Muppets Muppet Carousel of Progress. Muppet Small World. <laughs> Big Bird could be Bendy. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the problem, really, because we've gone back to our earlier discussion. Because the IPs are taking over, there's actually. It, it's there's fewer or less because then it becomes, you know, Marvel Muppets or Star Wars Muppets. Well, Star you, Wars Muppets would be okay. Well, I've got, I've still got my Star Wars Muppets toys from from back. I've got in my the Star day. Wars Muppet pin. Yeah, <laughs> got my Beaker C three PO. I've got pin. that one. Yeah, somewhere. Oh, pin. Um, I mean, the thing is, what was great about. You know, and I've obviously got kids of of an age that have watched the the new Muppet Babies uh, series. I don't know if you've seen any of that, Ryan. No, not yet. Actually, it's it's on the list. Actually, in the last week, Piper has got into the Muppets. We've just done the reboot movie. We're going to watch Haunted Mansion later this week, nice. so I think Muppet Babies will be on the cards. But we basically just opened Disney Plus and went, "What do you want to watch?" And she put into the Muppets and. Correct. Obviously, because they she like she loves Monsters Inc. and I think that kind of yeah, you know, you know, for a sixteen-month-old. Ryan, did you move the iPad till the finger? <laughs> or to the, yeah. Did the finger move to the Muppets, or did the iPad move? To the <laughs> if it was finger? me, I would have put it on straight, straight on the Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah, fair, <laughs> fair point. Good um, choice. But I mean, the thing is, that what was so great about the Muppet Babies cartoon? When uh, when me and P Dubs were growing up, is the fact that it was full of like movie references, wasn't it? No, yeah. not so much. Uh, which is why it's never been able to be shown again because uh, the the license rights to you know Indiana Jones and Star Wars and and all of this stuff was you know just a, a complete legal loophole. Uh, whilst now it's all under the the Disney umbrella, so actually they could probably do a Muppets show like what Muppet Babies used to be but with just the, the normal Muppets and invading Disney properties I'd be quite happy with that Muppet Magic Kingdom 
Yeah. Um, and also, I believe this week um, they're going to release the Walt Disney World 50th Anniversary Special, which was on uh, American TV on the 1st of October. Um, and I believe that's coming to Disney Plus on the 8th as well. So there you go. Some more content to watch. Um, was there anything else from outside the parks? Um, restaurants. Um, I mean, obviously, inside the park space 2220, sorry, is open, seems to be getting rave reviews. Looks good, I think. Um, but then outside the parks, Steakhouse 71 is open, which yep. used to be the wave. That looks pretty good. Um, yeah, that was about all I had. Well, we looked at the menu last week for Space 220, and we also, me and yeah. P-Dubs, watched a video of the lift and decided yeah. we're never going. Mm. <laughs> I'll so, be a wimp's I'm way definitely in. going. Yeah. It looks amazing. It does look amazing. Yeah, well, looks no, amazing. I'm keen to go. I don't know if, I'll, I, don't know if I would want to... Well, I mean, the food does look good, but it is expensive. As you said, Nick, it is a signature restaurant, even though it seems to be a little bit confusing. Mm. on the website but it, it, it is nice. quite expensive however the lounge bar right so i think i think when we go um i'd be looking to experience the restaurant get a couple of their pangalactic gargle blasters or whatever the cocktails are and uh enjoy it that way without necessarily forking out for the food and you know how i'll be enjoying it eh? i've pooped on um, every every land on in epcot I'm going to be pooping. You'd be in pooping space. in space. Yeah. yeah. 220 miles above the, uh, the earth. I yeah, expect to be sitting there with my pangalactic gargle blaster looking up down in space and see Craig floating by and holding hands with a monkey in a spacesuit. Facing a jobby. Pangalactic gargle blaster is, in a way, the second reference to SodaStream on this podcast. And if SodaStream wants to sponsor this podcast, get in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, if if that's all the news for this week, uh, it's been a bumper week. Um, I will end the episode there. Thank you so much, uh, guys, for joining me, and thank you, of course, dear listener, for listening. Because if you're not listening, what's the point of us talking? Um, but thank you very much for your support, and we will see you in a couple of weeks for episode number fifty of Disney Parks and Beyond. Who'd have thunk it? of the After Dark Podcast Network.